First of all, good morning to all of you gentlemen. It's absolutely a pleasure and a privilege to speak with all of you this morning and to welcome our friend and highly respected former colleague, Warren Warling. Maybe give him a big hand, give him a big hand. Give him a big yeah. hand. Yeah, thanks a for having me. round of applause. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to be able to, to visit with you all this awesome. today. We're speaking from different places. Maybe we just do a quick roll call. I am speaking from Seaside, Oregon, at the place where the Columbia River meets the Pacific Ocean. Where are you speaking from today, Warren? Wow, I, I don't come close to that, but I'm in Kansas City, maybe where the... Uh, there's Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri, right? But I'm on the Kansas side um, mm. today. Okay. That's where we all met, actually, the three yeah, of us. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so I'm in Charlotte, okay. North Carolina. Okay. Any, uh, any rivers cause... around there, John? What's that? Any rivers around there? Is there any river that meets with another river around there? Um, I'm actually very close to uh, Rocky River, which is a, you, kind of a small, small river, but... Well known awesome. in the area. Awesome. And I'm out just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, in Huntersville, North Carolina. Hmm. And I would admit I've never been to Huntersville, but I would think that there's a river down there. <laughs> there's a river <laughs> and a very lake, large right? lake nearby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we should get started. We should get started. Maybe our theme of the day has something to do with river, but uh in this podcast, we share ideas, we share stories, we share tips, tips that can guide us, tips that can guide other people in the area of routines and habits, in the area of achievements and goals, in the area of mindsets that we need to develop, and of course, in terms of purpose and priorities that guide people who are on the road or not on the road, people who are in the area of skills, development, training, education, and we are fortunate to have someone who has been in that field for a long time and who does a lot of things. But I want to say it would only be more useful to ask Warren to give a little intro of himself because then it will be coming from the horse's mouth. Right. Yeah. Hey, thank you for, um, for that, Gideon. And also, I am excited to be connected um, with, on your podcast uh, today because... There's a lot of skill and experience right here in this room, this virtual room that we sit. But within my background, um, it's always been a passion around personal development. So that's, I, it started at a young age in personal development. I can go in that story if you'd like, if that's helpful for your guests, uh, your listeners to be able to hear that story back. Um, really connected at a young age and then continued just furthering that, that desire until I had the opportunity to be able to connect into really that personal self-development training industry. Awesome. So from awesome. there, in recent times, I also have launched a podcast that's been doing it for a number of years on the, for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, that can just, it continues to grow. That's really interesting. We, we'll get to know a little bit more about the podcast and, uh, but I'm just curious. I'd like to know, how did, how did you get started? Because they say everyone who is in this line of work, there's always one little spark. There's always one thing that got them excited about, hey, there's a broken world out there, and I'm the guy that can go and fix it in some small way or in some big way. How did you get started, Warren? 
let me float that down the river. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and the young age, so my dad uh, was in the um, life insurance business and investments. And um, within that industry, they have different seminars. Mm -hmm. And when I was in high school, they, Zig Ziglar and the team, they were doing See You at the Top seminar. And so my dad invited me along. And when I watched Zig, I just knew like that is what I wanted to do. Wow. I just, there was, I don't know how I was going to do it, but hmm. I wanted to do that somehow. I mean, early at a young age, I was involved in public speaking, like forensics in high school. Hmm. So there's some start of spark. Hmm. And then in, in college, that was part of the degree of, in a, besides HR, also within um, communications within interpersonal and in public speaking. So that still was that desire, but didn't go directly into it after college. I was still trying to figure that out in that process. And about yeah. 10 years down the road, I decided I figured I needed to figure out how to really tap into that, that desire and that dream. Mm -hmm. So I put out a goal in a map. And part mm -hmm. of that map consisted of joining Toastmasters. You all know the great organization, Toastmasters. Yes, is so. along with NSA, but the first was was, was connecting with with Toastmasters just to mm. get back in the yes. the process of public speaking. Yeah. And then from there, set out a whole plan to be able to tap into the seminar circuit. As you all know, Kansas City is back in the day, it still is, but back in the really early days, there was really a, a kind of the hub of one day seminars, the public speaking stuff development companies. So I had the privilege to be able to, to schedule and do an audition with mm -hmm. the company at the time was Pageant Thompson. It was mm -hmm. been acquired by other companies and moved on, but that was my first start. And from there, I just continued to develop that desire and mm. fulfill that dream. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, talking about Zeke, Zeke Diggler, you yeah. were fortunate enough to have watched him uh, still as a young person. I watched him later on. I read about him growing up in, in, in Africa, working in Asia. But I finally listened to him uh, in Orlando, Florida in 2006. And boy, was he a phenomenon. I went away. I, I was already part of the training industry, but I just said, I'm so glad I finally met this legend. And even though he was very advanced in age, the kind of energy that he brought to the stage, the kind of commitment. He was literally pacing over the whole place, like trying to breathe it in into all of us. I went in a room with uh, maybe three, four, five thousand people. And I just walked away knowing that I was so fortunate that I met the legend. And, and I'm happy that he's part of your inciting incident because uh, that man, I believe he has changed the world in many, many ways. And uh, you also referenced Toastmasters which uh, mm -hmm. gave you some of the, the, the basic tools uh, of, of the trade. Can, can you talk a little right. bit about that? Because I believe the other gentlemen on this forum and people out there who are thinking about getting into the training and speaking industry, uh, they may not be aware about this organization that does incredible work in the area of training and development. Yeah, so Toastmasters is a great organization and there's, there's private clubs they call them and also then open clubs so if your listeners are trying to research that on the internet they can find an open club and it's a great leadership and in training 
process to be able to help individuals to develop and sharpen their public speaking skills. In fact, there's a, mm -hmm. it's a whole roadmap, if you will, in reference to the different levels and technique, but it's also mm -hmm. a very safe place to be mm -hmm. able to practice the skill, which is really key for listeners because some people have that, well, a lot of people, as we know, have the fear of public speaking, right? <laughs> uh, but that's a different topic. So, but if if you're having that hesitancy, that's a great place because yeah. there's individuals that are going to help you really grow and to tap into that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can get, depending on your time and in uh, time in reference to being involved, you can be involved with different office levels or officers within the teams and develop other leadership. It's a great networking place. Yeah. So to be able to network with other leaders that are trying mm -hmm. to develop that same skill. Yeah. So it's a phenomenal organization. And now where we sit today with COVID, uh, a lot of the clubs are doing uh, obviously virtual, but they're still in access. So really it's actually easier to be able to, to connect with others. That's true. That's true. I have worked with some people lately who are getting started or who <laughs> want to take speeches to the next level. And they, they, they are, determined not to let COVID to undermine the good work that they do in the area of communication and in uh, leadership. Um, if I may ask, uh, so with respect to your business, I'm sure it's come a long way uh, and being someone who is around the headquarters of uh, some of the most famous training and development organizations yeah. in America and the world, uh, what kind of topics are you focused on today and uh, what topics and why? Yeah, so one of my key, I call it um, kind of the, the key uh, workshops that I deliver is called Leadership with Purpose. It's been titled by other titles and delivered mm -hmm. with slight changes. But the key of that is because helping leaders to continue to sharpen the key elements mm -hmm. within their leadership skills. I, I think mm -hmm. the key aspect with what we're finding, and we've talked about this for years, if you've been in the industry within training, there's a there is going to be a leadership gap as the baby boomers age out and the millennials move in to be able to really have that strong leadership skills. Yep. So it's not just because we W a leader that all of a sudden you have all the leadership skills, right? So that's <laughs> what we focus on, right? Yes. So the other area without, and we can go into those topics if, if you'd like. Uh, another area is building trust. Okay. It's one of the things that I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. Again, because even more so with COVID, because a lot of the workforce, right? We're all at home. The element of I used to be able to see my coworker, or if mm -hmm. they are actually are they working, um, <laughs> and to make sure that if I'm spending all this time working, is someone else doing that same level of effort? Yeah. So being able to really build trust from a virtual mm -hmm. level, which is key. Yeah. Um, and then EQEI. Emotional intelligence is mm. is based on some of the research. Maybe you've all seen the research is one of the leadership gaps that mm -hmm. are starting to emerge. And it's really coming out because of COVID is yeah. emotional intelligence, being yeah. aware as a leader, how your emotions are impacting people. So those are key elements, I think, that, that I've been focused on to help leaders continue to grow and just sharpen their skills. Okay. I, I want to assume that since you are around the place, the neighborhood, or the city where uh, training and development has a lot of uh, people who are decision makers, who are uh -huh. researching the industry. I want to assume that your ear is closer to the ground and you know what you're doing. And, and I'm curious, what are some of the career highlights that you've 
had so far? Are there some changes? Are there some turns? Are there some uh, uh, turn turnarounds? Are there some you know detours? What have what have been some of the the challenges and highlights of your career? If you don't mind, share with us because I think we can learn yeah. from that. Yeah. So I think with your with your listeners, the key thing certainly um, on following through the on the goal, whatever that mm. dream is. That if yes. it's truly a goal, that doesn't matter what the obstacle oh. presents itself. You'll just figure you'll figure out a strategy. Of course, the overused term um, this this lower least last year is pivot, but yeah. that's so key. It's reference to being able to pivot, and that, it's not just one pivot. It might have mm -hmm. to readjust yeah. in that process. One of the first highlights was that first seminar that I did on the road, because I knew that all that hard work to be able to the privilege to be able to be in this industry and be able to present was just that highlight realizing that it's was that first step moving mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. um, but there's been a lot of highlights in the individuals that i've met throughout the career as well mm -hmm. one of the the strategies that i use is writing down a dream list as well as different people that i want to meet mm. and one of the one of those on that list was Brian Tracy, Brian Tracy. So those listeners that are not familiar with Brian Tracy, another great in this industry, along with Zig Ziglar and others. So I just had that on my mind. And so um, one day I was traveling through the Denver airport and mm -hmm. um, walking, um, trying to get to my rental car. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, the pace, right? So they just focus and really care what's going on around you. But I was walking and all of a sudden out of the peripheral of my eye, someone on the um, moving sidewalk, like the thought popped in my head, like that's Brian Tracy. I didn't look at him. <laughs> I just like that thought just popped in my head. I turned around and I said, Brian Tracy. And it was Brian Tracy. And I told him the story that he was on my list, that I was one of the people that I wanted to connect with. And we sat there and talked for a few minutes since I was sitting there, I wasn't going to rush off and get the rental car. I wanted to tap in and just visit with him. Very, you know, great guy in reference to connecting with. But that was a highlight. The highlight was because the processes that you all teach and that I teach, I know gets results, but people have to practice them consistently. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for saying that. And you are getting ready to to board your rental car, to drive off your rental car. And I don't know if you know about the informal name of our group. Our informal name is Three Guys in a Rental Car. Yeah, I love that. Yes, and here's here's the backstory to it. Now, you were more fortunate to meet Brian, Steady, uh, Brian Tracy. We, we didn't get to meet Brian Tracy, but when we went to Kansas City for training to join our training and development corporation, um, turns out we were living right? Our hotels, for whatever reason, we could have booked at a million hotels around the place, but mm -hmm. we booked coincidentally hotels that were next door to each other. So when we were leaving the training grounds, uh, I went over to, I think, to Steve or to John. I said, hey, gentlemen, are you heading this direction? They say, yeah. I said, can, can you let me uh, jump into your rental car? Because otherwise I'll be standing here and calling Uber. They say, no, forget about Uber. <laughs> jump in here. Let's go. And they gave me a ride home. And when they dropped me, I mean, to, to the hotel, when they dropped me up, they said, make sure that tomorrow, uh, tell us when you're coming over and we'll be happy to give you a ride back. And back and forth, back and forth like that for one week. 
in the course of that ride, we got to talk, we got to know each other better. And that's how this conversation started. And even though we work in different places, we live in different cities, guess what? That conversation from the rental car has sustained it till now. And the friendship has bloomed in, in many, many ways. And uh, when they started the podcast, they, they invited me, the other brother from the rental car. <laughs> so, so I know... Uh, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> the, the power of rental cars. But what I want to take away from that is having an, a list that you're working on. You're having a, a, a dream list of things that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I hope this is something that our listeners can take away because if you have that list, when you meet that individual, it's no longer a coincidence. It, is, is it the, 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 the laws of attraction or whatever it is, but somehow it's no longer just a coincidence, but it's something that's orchestrated by your thought by your desire and when that happens mm -hmm. you are able to manifest it in a way that is a lot better so thank you for mentioning that another question that i like to check in with you is um since you've talked about uh working towards a goal what are some of your morning routines what are some of the things that you do to get started in the morning yeah that that's a great question getting because the, the um really your listeners we all have a routine right we all have a routine the question is is it benefiting you or not, right? Are you intentional about your routine? Or do you just pick up your phone, check your email, your thoughts start racing from all the day and the activities, uh, and then you just go through your, your morning routine from there. That's, that's a routine. So mm -hmm. I'm, because of that, I'm intentional about my routine. So I, I'm intentional all the way down from the mindset, which is critical. Mm -hmm. I know we can get into that topic but even when I, the first thing when I wake up in the morning, I have um, a routine of the affirmations and mm -hmm. affirmations are just positive statements written mm -hmm. in the present tense of the direction that you want your day to go or who you, who you want to become. Mm -hmm. That's simply what that is. And so I have specific affirmations that I'm saying when I first wake up and then start my day. And part mm -hmm. of that day is what I call the power hour. And again, with your listeners, you don't have to start your day scheduled for an hour. I've worked into that process. Maybe it's five minutes being intentional. It may be 15, but for me, it's an hour. So I have specific things that I do around that hour to making sure that I'm really focused for what I'm doing for this day. Okay. If there are, if there are things that are not forbidden, can you mention one or two or three of them so that maybe it will pick our brain and open up our understanding and say, maybe we can start to create something similar for ourselves. So yeah, so some of, part of that is a mix to not necessarily in this order, but part of that mix is in reviewing my goals. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna review my, review my goals. I'm gonna review mm -hmm. the list. I'm gonna read a list. I have several lists of affirmations or words to mm -hmm. live by that I'm mm -hmm. reading through. Uh, journaling is part of that process as well. But wow. 2016, I've been journaling for quite some time, but 2016, I started specifically with a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And the, the, really the impact of gratitude has really played well in, um, in 2020 and beyond, like in 2021 now, is because if you're using the process of a gratitude journal, that's going to develop your resilience. There's research mm -hmm. that backs that up in reference to developing resilience of being just grateful. And it might just be, it could be the simple things in life, but just setting the mindset about being mm -hmm. grateful. 
Okay. Um, because faith is important to me. I spend some time in that area in mm -hmm. that morning as well. Okay. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Now, moving on, if let's say uh, you, you are pursuing a goal, do you tend to have it written? I know you've made some references to this. Do you have it written uh, or do you just go with your heart and your passion? How do you go about accomplishing those goals? Yeah, I, I think um, that's really important to write it down. Okay. Interesting. So and writing goals are really important of how you write the goal. Yeah. I, for your, I think it's important that it's first person, present tense. I because see. the mind can't focus on the verse of an idea. I see. So if somebody like they can't, if it's weight loss, that's always a certainly mm -hmm. this time of year, everyone's that's an, one of the top, right? They can't mm -hmm. say someday I'm going to be X weight or someday I'm going to be able to <laughs> X run X miles, right? Because yeah. the mind can't focus on the reverse. It has to focus on what you want, not what you don't want. So that's yeah. really important that you write the, the right goal. And we can I get see. a lot deeper into that whole process. Mm -hmm. of you know developing a goal because i think that's really key to help your listeners to develop yeah. their goals for 2021 yeah i mean you you talk about you teach uh train on leadership leadership with purpose so i can see how you would be in, in a in a better position to um, map your purpose to your goals and beyond that what are some of the mental uh frameworks or mental attitudes that you possess that keep you going even in the dark days even in the moments when you feel discouraged because i think it's easier to say i've been able to set some goals but have uh -huh. i been able to stick with them all the way when you encounter challenges obstacles uh storms hurricanes a lot of hurricanes or maybe in your case in kansas maybe uh we're talking about uh, uh talking about um uh, tornadoes what do you do yeah, to keep right. going yeah. so that you get to accomplish that goal? How do you mentally, how do you keep focused? So there's two elements really getting around to keeping focused on your goal because there's going to be obstacles that approach mm -hmm. you. The, the first thing is really critical for you once you establish your goal is to, to determine the reasons why you want mm -hmm. to accomplish that goal. So the mm -hmm. reasons why. There's okay. a lot of books on that specific topic, the why. Mm -hmm. And in my strategy that I teach is I ask my clients to come up with five whys of what, mm -hmm. if they accomplish this five, what would mm -hmm. really motivate them to stay forward. And then once wow. they do five, mm -hmm. I challenge them to come up with 15 more. Wow. You go yeah. really deep. <laughs> I, really deep, right? I used to ask, I used to ask the question, hey, come up with 20. And then I'd get the deer in the headlights look, you know, that look mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like, okay, <laughs> how am I going to come? Like, so we first start with five because yeah. what I find is that sometimes that real why is really, you know, down in the teens, you know, 18, 19 mm -hmm. of what really it matters. Wow. And so when you ask, when, when you hit that obstacle and mm -hmm. you're reading of your goals and you know, the true why that mm -hmm. really connects with you to figure out how to move forward in that process. I see. I see. That's very interesting. I do an exercise with uh, some of my uh, coaches on uh, identifying 10 events that have shaped your life. <clears throat> but what I'm oh, learning yeah. from you, what I'm learning from you that 10 might not be enough because uh, let's say, like you say, some of the, the, the biggest 
events might have been in the teens. So if they didn't mention the top, they, they didn't mention the top 10, maybe it falls around number 18 or number 19. And mm -hmm. yet it could be one that is very decisive because if I'm able to find those events and I do some deep excavation, and I can then help them to point them to say, hey, you know what? That could have been a turning point. And that's something that you can use to, to keep growing. But this is not about me. It's more about learning from you. Uh, but the next question has to do with this excavation or this uh, deep dive. Where do you see yourself in the area of fixed mindset or growth mindset? I know Carol Dweck has really put a lot of emphasis on this and is changing school systems around around the country. Uh, are you more of a fixed mindset person or do you, are you more of a growth mindset person? Where do you stand on that? And how do you coach your 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 the people that come to you for help? Yeah, no, I'm definitely on the growth side. Good. Um, based on all the research that's now emerging, I mean, um, with the with the uh, new neuroscience around the brain, that the great thing is that it's the mind is flexible, and yes, that sir. we can actually reshape those neurons that are firing because yeah. those thoughts that we're having on a daily basis, right? It's developing mm -hmm. those neural pathways mm -hmm. that move us towards our goal or away from our goal, mm -hmm. right? So if we have that. Um, growth mindset, when you hit that obstacle, you, there's a way, there's some way that we can figure out to go around under it, or somehow we're going to be able to move through that process. So if you have the ability and you believe that you have, that's a mindset in itself, the ability that you mm -hmm. can figure it out, that that's going to help you move forward. I mean, mm -hmm. if otherwise, right, if it's a fixed mindset, we're just, you're just born the way you're born and you have no change of who you're going to become. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in the camp of, of the growth mindset. Okay. And you coach your folks, uh, you coach your, your coaches to look at life, to look at work and business more through the lens of uh, growth mindset. Right. So if they don't come from that position, then we mm -hmm. def coach around those possibilities to expand that mindset so they can embrace it. Okay. Because there might be a limiting belief, right? When they show up in that coaching, they might be a limiting belief that shows up that they believe yep. it's fixed. There's no solution. I mean, so then we have to, I go through an exercise around limiting beliefs. And mm -hmm. what that simply is, whatever topic we're talking about, have them to, to determine beliefs, write down all their beliefs. Like mm -hmm. when they're thinking uh, about the topic, what are beliefs that surface? Mm -hmm. And then we identify those limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And those, then those limiting beliefs, we're going to turn into a positive thought. So that's the next step to help really strengthen the growth mindset. What's yeah. that new belief that you can hold? Yeah. Okay. Sounds very interesting. I, I, I wonder what are some of the main priorities that you are working on accomplishing in the next four, five years, 10 years professionally? So, um, so you mean in reference to personally what I'm trying, what I'm achieving for myself personally? Yeah, yeah, personally and professionally in the next, say, four, five to 10 years, what are you working on accomplishing? Yeah, so there's some, some certifications that I'm currently working on around the, in, in the training industry, as well as in the, in the coaching arena as well. Uh, some of the other areas is just mastering and continuing to sharpen my skills around virtual training. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. And that's awesome. just because this industry this has definitely been disrupted and it's changing. And I know that yes. the common thought, even in the National Speaking Association circles nationally in our local chapter is around really adapting to provide high content that's interactive virtually. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? What does that look like? So yep. constantly, you know, there's that word pivoting, I was going to say, but constantly trying to figure out new strategies because it's not just showing up on Zoom. There's more ways that you can do it interactively. So what does that look like? So that's, that's right. definitely one area that we're, we're focused on. Okay. Developing the podcast that I have the privilege of hosting. So mm -hmm. continuing to see what that landscape looks like to be able to sharpen it and, and improve to provide great content mm -hmm. for our listeners. That's awesome. Okay. Um, are there, let's say, are there some strategies that you use often in growing your business? Because I see that they both are very seamless, whether it's your business or it's your podcast. They, they, they're very, very interwoven. What are some of the strategies that you use in growing your business? So within, so would it be helpful if it was like from a marketing perspective? Is that what you're, you're yeah, asking yeah, specifically? Yeah, because I or? think, I think everyone, everybody struggles with uh, getting the word out. Uh, most people have enough content. They have enough material. But the question then is, how do we get this out there so that people who are in dire need can benefit from this? Yeah, so I think, so my strategy, and I've worked with a great coach mm -hmm. in this arena specifically. So every, I think every coach should have a coach if you're in the speaking training industry to, to have enough. a coach, but Fair that's enough. a different topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this, so I've learned this from a lot of others and one specific coach that I've worked with that really have helped in reference to marketing, but you've got to set down, like it's definitely a roadmap of what you're trying to do to connect with your audience. Okay. So I know there's, there's the camp out there that says email is dead, but actually that's the only platform that you really own, right? Because on this, if social, um, mm -hmm. we've already seen that in the last few weeks of how that platform could go away for mm -hmm. various reasons. So what you want to do if you if it's a simple roadmap is the developing an email list mm -hmm. of your target or your niche, mm -hmm. your tribe of who mm -hmm. you serve. Yeah. So you want to be that specific and then subscribe to different tools to be able to capture that, right? So there's mm -hmm. lots of tools out there. Um, there's free for those that are um, listening that want to start off on a free option. I think mm -hmm. MailChimp is one of the, the best. I think they still offer a free version. I use okay. ConvertKit. That's the system that I currently use. I've used a lot of other systems along mm -hmm. the way, but currently that's what that I use. But that's just a place for me to capture listeners or um, my email list to be able to communicate to them. And then yeah. from there, then you just develop a, you develop a campaign. Mm. And what that means is how am I going to communicate? And then that, that's putting forth value. So yeah. around your topics and then every once in a while you drop in maybe a marketing or sales thing, but you really just want to provide value, but that allows you to, to connect. That's interesting. That's interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. So your focus there is uh, finding uh, an email, uh, generating or developing an email list and reaching out to these targeted or ideal clients that have an interest in your message 
and infuse both marketing messages with educational messages, if I understood you well. Exactly. And the majority of that is serving, showing up to serve. Yeah. So your message, because yeah. that's what people are liking. That's and then right. that's how we build the no like and trust. Exactly. Thank you. And so the challenge, here's the challenge. The, the challenge with the process, it takes time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Tell me about it. And people <laughs> want it instantly. Like I made the list. <laughs> like, and they, so they, they go with the wrong heart. The heart yeah. they show up with is, you know, buy my products, sign up now. with my, but the, it takes the time to build no like and trust. That's so right. I just encourage your listeners to build the process and then show up and serve. Yes. And Thank then you. let that happen in reference to clients. Thank you. And I've heard some people use the word pipeline and you using roadmap. So you can fill up the roadmap. You can fill up the roadmap with cars on a single day. It takes a while for the cars to drive in from different uh, aerial networks. You can fill the pipeline in one switch. No, it takes a while for the water to gather down from the from the watershed before it gets to the pipeline. And, and so it takes a mm -hmm. while. So that's the, the key that I'm, I'm making a note about that. And sometimes these are good reminders because we know some of this information, but in, in, in our sheer desire to grow quicker, we forget that we need to give time for people to warm up to your style, to warm up to your voice, to warm up to, to, to your, your humanity and begin to trust you more. So that's a very good reminder right there. Thank you, Warren. Are there any resources, books, podcasts, or videos that you like to recommend to us and our listeners? Because this is all about our, our listeners. They, 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 they deserve the best from the three guys in the rental car. Yes, <laughs> yes they do. <laughs> well, there is a list. First of all, if you're pod, if, first of all, on podcasts, I think it's constantly, I'm adding podcasts to my list. One of the first that come to mind, I'm a big fan of John Maxwell just because of the content that he puts out, which is mm -hmm. really um, excellent um, for your listeners of that in that same space. Mm -hmm. There is the, um, I'm trying to think of the podcast is the communication guys, but the names of the communication guys slip my mind. So I don't have that at top okay. of mind. Okay. There's no also, problem. I love, um, there is the uh, the one thing, which is a great podcast. Are you familiar with the book, The One Thing? Yes, I've read the book. Great. It's an incredible book. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a great great book as as well as well as the the podcast to listen to. Okay. What I encourage wow. people to do is, based on their topic of interest, to search with other whatever tool they listen to. If it's Spotify, if it's if it's Apple, Stitcher is a great for Android. I think I'm the only Android user left. I don't know. Everyone <laughs> no. seems to be Apple. Oh, good. I, I, get I Andrew. Okay, I moved, I'm in the right group. Then I moved. I uh, how do you call it? I skipped. I got out of Apple and went to Android in the last one year, and I think I'm loving it. I'm loving it, and uh, I have nothing against Apple, but I thought they were a little bit pricey. A little bit pricey. <laughs> a little bit. Pricey. Yeah. So whatever tool that you're listening to. You know, um, mm -hmm. you can find great podcasts. So the TED Talks are a great place to listen to. Yes, sir. Uh, to grab great content. Yes, sir. Darren Harding, um, The Compound Effect. Are you familiar with that book? 
Yes, I'm familiar with that book. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of his. Read that book? That's yes, yeah, that's a great book. Mm. I mean, if there's somebody that's starting out, that's like on your, that's trying to figure out their dream or their passion or their side hustle, that's like, go grab that book, because that's going to give you strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to speak truth to you. So you mm. might, you might, you might love it to hate it because it's going to tell you exactly what to do. James Clear is another mm-hmm. great book. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atomic Habits. Have, that's a phenomenal book. Um, Can you Charles Duhigg, which actually. Can you say the name of James again? James, before you go to Charles Duhigg? James Clear. Okay, James Clear. Okay. What's the title of the book? Yeah, for Atomic Atomic Habits. Oh, there you go. Oh, Atomic yes. Habits. Oh, thank you, John. Right, John. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a phenomenal we'll, book. We'll put a Charles, list of some of these at the end. I knew that uh, John was on top of this and Steve as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if those guys pull out all these books and yeah. make me look bad. <laughs> they, got, they, oh, wow. they, they work so hard. They make me to be on my toes. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting. Uh, I know we, we want to we be able to still benefit from your insights with respect to podcasting. So I want to just ask one uh, final question here from my side in terms of do you um, – <clears throat> have a career or business coach then after that we want to ease slowly into the the experiences in the world of podcasting and i think it will be interactive myself and my my colleagues asking those questions so we can grow we want to be as good as you someday well (laughs) um yes i think you've reached that level i think um yeah I think uh, we're all in that same boat of continuing to grow because I think really, if you think that you've already arrived, then um, you need to take another look because there's never that <laughs> level of hitting 10. It's that pursuit. Thank you. So do you have a coach for business? Do you have a coach for career? Do you have a coach for your podcast? Maybe you'll be our, our podcast coach at some point. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So yes, yes. So I have a personal, a personal um, business coach that I work with, which again, is really important in reference, I think, as a coach to be able to uncover those blind spots to work through mm. that process. Mm-hmm. That's the power of coaching, mm. which um, and I go from the professional grade coaching process, working with ICF, International Coaching Federation, mm-hmm. from just helping individuals to be able to move forward in their careers. Mm-hmm. So then I also, I tap into, you know, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. So I tap into for podcasting, the community that I'm involved with is Johnny Dumas. Um, Entrepreneur on Fire is another great podcast, if you're not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So he was a great um, influence in reference to helping me podcast. I'm part of his community mm-hmm. to learn the process of podcasting. Pat Flynn was another great influence. If you're not familiar with Pat Flynn around podcasting, great guy around podcasting. Um, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. That was his title years ago, but recently he's moved forward in tapping into his deeper dream around helping individuals re- release their dream. But he is also wow. a great resource to tap wow. into. So yes, I believe in having coaches in that area that you want to sharpen and improve. Yeah, that's it's interesting. Really, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I uh, 
I know we've referenced Joe Rogan on this show a number of times. Uh, are you familiar with Joe Rogan? I'm not. Okay. All right. It's it's should, not should a. I, be? I should no, be. Well, he 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 might not necessarily. He's not focused on the leadership element, but he's more of a social, a contemporary, a comedic, uh, kind of guy. But um, it, it 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 was just something that came to my mind, and I wanted to run it through you. But I I feel that we can transition slowly to mm -hmm. into an area whereby my. Uh, buddies on this show can ask you some questions oh, yeah. that we we can we can tighten our own uh, our own nuts and screws and get better in this game. Uh, Steve and John, please let's let's uh, pick Warren's brain because uh, we may have him for an hour. But before that, after that, he'll be going off to other places. <laughs> you want to go first, Steve? Sure. Quick question for you, Warren. Um, you know, thank you again for being on our show today. We've got, uh, you've given us a lot of really good information. Uh, you know, one of the things as a small business owner, uh, you got a lot of hats to wear, a lot of balls in the air. You got a lot going on. What do you utilize from the standpoint of helping you either with systems or processes to really, from your perspective, really bring it all together? Do you have a virtual assistant? Do you use a particular software? What do you use as a, a solo, I assume you're a solopreneur and, uh, and doing it all on your own. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that I, I'm a big proponent of systems. So um, setting up systems is really key. Michael Gerber from the E-Myth helps really to establish that, but there um, are others that have come along to help communicate more clearly around how to put that system together. So I think that's really key for um, business owners, small business owners, or solopreneurs to be able to develop that system. And part of that process is knowing your flow. So I will always have a flow. So even like when I'm talking with a client or a potential prospect around coaching, I have uh, broken it to several different steps and I have it mapped out. So it's not just in my head. I physically have, um, SOP, it could be an SOP, standard operating procedure, but I have the specific process and I follow it every time. So I have a 15 minutes, I have the outline. I, it's five points. I share with the client what we're gonna go through in that call. So they have a framework of where we're going with the conversation and what part they will have to make a decision to go into the next step. So it's, very, it's laid out. So there's no guessing for where they're gonna take the conversation. Also, I think frameworks help in those types of conversations for uh, the, your potential client to feel comfortable because they know where the conversation's going. So framework is really important. So having systems in place, having technology like a CRM to be able to capture your names. So HubSpot is one that I'm currently using, hmm. but systems are really important to having in place to be able to follow for, and but the other key thing is identifying your HPAs or your high payoff activities as the business owner. Like what are the things that you really bring to the table to produce results? And making sure that you're spending time doing those activities first. And then the, what I call the LPAs or low payoff activities um, later throughout the day. Hmm. Very good. Thank you very much. 
Do you have any type of virtual assistant or is it mainly through your own systems that you kind of keep yourself on track? Mainly it's through my, Okay. Maybe it's mainly through me currently. So, uh, so in reference to that, so I have used um, an engineer for my podcast. So I've uh, had some of that work then for the editing side. So that's a, a type of VA, if you would, so some mm -hmm. of those tasks of being able to negotiate, do a, uh, to pass those to somebody else instead of doing them myself. Okay. And that makes perfect sense because there's there's a lot to a podcast, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. That's right. John, what do you have on your mind? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, you mentioned Zig Ziglar, which, whose name I have not heard uh, in a while. Um, I What sticks in my head from all the things I saw and heard from him was his thing about how a lot of people need a checkup from the neck up, um, what we now call mindset. He was a little more kind of down home about the way he presented it. He came across very, very, very approachable is the thing I remember about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. In your, uh, the one of the things that I saw, I don't remember where it was on your website. The, um, I think it was a toolkit. Oh yeah. That you, that you offer. The language in that reminded me of this, and you, you said a few things, too, that reminded me of this, uh, what you say when you talk to yourself. Is this one of the resources that you've used over the years, by chance? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, um, I love, that's another great book, John. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Shad Hemster is one of the four thought leaders around self-talk. Yeah, this, wow. this is an old, I, I probably got this 20-some years ago, and it's one of those things that every time I hear someone mention it, I go, I got to put that on my like reread list. I have a small wow. number of books that I, I try to reread every once in a while that I consider like, like really powerful. Um, so some of the other things that you mentioned that I wanted to ask about, you, foc you mentioned focusing more on virtual training skills. And I'm curious if you have any specific sources um, that are kind of your go-to. Bob Pike Group is one of them that I love for a lot of stuff they put out, especially on virtual training. Um, any that you like that you would recommend? Yes, yeah, so our local chapter for NSA, Stephen um, Alverson is doing a uh, phenomenal job around specifically around virtual training and strategies. The okay. VIP Exchange, I think is this still the current name, but I can research that and send you that link as well. Okay, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you mentioned... Two separate things related to emotion. You mentioned emotional EQ and IQ. So emotional quotient and emotional intelligence, I guess. Right. Are those just synonyms or, or is there a distinction between those? Well, the, the, on the, it's the, how we measure the emotions and how we respond to them. Oh, okay. Okay. Within, within EQ. So emotional intelligence. Okay. So we all have emotions because we're human, but most of them aren't aware of how we respond to the emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's the key aspect around leadership of the first level is that self-awareness of being just gotcha. aware of your emotions. A couple mm -hmm. of Have you found you... differently on that, John, a different definition around EQ, EI? I found some inconsistencies. So I guess the, the go-to uh, book on, on emotional intelligence, uh, help me out here, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Anyway, there's, there's a, a, a particular book that I've referred to is, that to me was kind of the, 
the seminal work on it. But then uh-huh. there, there are several prominent researchers that have kind of veered off from it. So is it Daniel Goleman? It, uh-huh. That's it. it Daniel, yeah. The Daniel Goleman emotional intelligence book. Oh yeah. There's a, right. That's there's a, a, yeah. That's kind of the go-to what I found, but, but right. there's some prominent researchers that are, have kind of veered off and, and said oh, yeah. things a little bit differently than the way fact, he said it. So if you're looking for right. one more, consider uh, social by Matthew Lieberman. But he looks at it from a neuroscience perspective. My goodness. Okay. Oh, wow. This guy digs deep. As deep as... We got as a doctor can, on tap here. <laughs> he is so... No, no. no that, uh, that guy, he's, he goes so deep. He and the wife, both of them, I think, in UCLA. LA, and he studies the human mind. And he said, we're the most social of all the be- social beings out there. And it's like down in our DNA. And I just want to put one factoid from there. It says 60% of the times when we're not preoccupied with anything else, we're thinking about social issues, family, oh, friends, interesting. Uh, wow, interesting. all the act activities. When our brain is not preoccupied, it, it says that is our, uh, he puts the name is, uh, it's like the fallback template. You know, that's the regular place. That's the resting place. When it's not thinking about work or any main thing in front of its safety or whatever it's thinking about social and he cuts it so deep down that i cannot we cannot even unfold uh we cannot unwrap in a, in, a, in a minute but anyway check out social by uh matthew lieberman yeah definitely great tip wow that's fascinating um one other thing i wanted to ask you about in uh you talked about your power hour and your morning uh habits and you talked about uh-huh. writing down goals and journaling i'm curious I've heard all kinds of different schools of thought on this, whether you do it on paper or electronically. And do you feel like, what are your thoughts on, on whether it matters or not? Well, the, the, I think the first thing is to do it. So, right. But yeah. personally, I like doing it on paper. Okay. There's uh, just to be a, a connection, the kinesthetic connection with pen and paper of kind of that okay. thought process. So I love doing it on pen and paper. Cool. Yeah. I, I've gone back and forth over the years. And so I'm always curious what people's uh, habits are around that. Sometimes see, I have, like when I do it on, when I do it electronically and then it's in electronic, <clears throat> there's not that connection or it's, right. I have to open up a document unless you print it off. Right. But otherwise, if you just leave it in that, in the cloud or wherever you store it, then you got you can constantly open up a device. When you do it on paper, pen and paper, then you can just open up your notebook. Right. I know it's old school, but there's some type of connection, yeah. I think, with the with pen and paper and the mind in reference to writing out those those goals. Yeah, I think there's actually research behind it that you know pen and paper is actually more effective, but I struggle with the efficiency and convenience of of using it, uh, doing it electronically. Um, with respect to your coaching, I'm curious if uh, there, there are all kinds of different training programs out there and certifications out there. Mm-hmm. When you do your coaching, are you approaching it from the standpoint of a particular system of coaching? Or have you just kind of taken things from different uh, coaching things you've learned over the years and just kind of created your own? As far as just your process or your, your structure? So I've... Uh, 
got involved with coaching back in the early days when I first emerged. So back that was, so 2000s is when I first connected. So coaching you, that was, so, so then I was connected with the industry that early. And I share that with you because I kind of saw the growth as the industry matured and it's now 20, 25 years old that it's matured. And I really focus on professional grade coaching around ICF. So international coaching federation. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to pass the ball back to Gideon because I've got like two pages of notes here and I could, I could interview you for a whole hour myself because I'm a very curious, <laughs> interested person. So let me give you back yeah. to Gideon and, and let him get things wrapped up. I appreciate your time coming on and sharing with us. Yeah. Thank you, John. Thank you. Now, I think we, I want to still let Steve ask one question before I ask my one final question for the road. I know Steve listens, listens very deeply, very uh, carefully. He must have spotted out some, you know, some uh, uh, areas here and there whereby we could still benefit from your, your, your wealth of expertise, uh, Warren. Steve, is there any other question? Did we miss something that is me, glaring? I'm happy to go back to one of my favorite subjects and ask Warren <laughs> about it, and that is... Uh, <laughs> That is Toastmasters, and oh, yes. you know, I'm, okay. I'm a current member of Toastmasters, been a member for a number of years, and just wonder if you are still a member of Toastmasters, or if, if not, if you happen to have a favorite, uh, maybe a favorite story or memory of how it's helped you out. So I'm not uh, currently attending. I'm still on the email list of our chapter, so I get the emails to invite, but I have not uh, gone back. But the, I love, so like, you know, within Toastmasters, there's several things around the, uh, the strategies around leadership. And one of the things is the table topics. Mm -hmm. And I love the, the table topics in that process because it causes you to think on your feet and to be always <laughs> ready, right? To be able to come up with a topic and to speak. And those that are listening aren't familiar with it. Someone picks a topic and then, then you get called on to be able to speak is it one or three minutes i can't recall it's, the time frame. it's between one and two minutes that you have you have a minimum of one minute okay. to speak and at two minutes that's kind of they give you an extra 30 seconds to wrap up after two minutes yeah so that skill what that does is train you to be able to a, think on your feet around a topic because you have to have it uh, structured in such a way to make their to make a point and to be able to be clear in your communication. So it causes you to think to make clear and effective communication. And then it also prepares you to be prepared um, when the unexpected happens. So in our profession, you have to be un be aware of the unexpected, right? I don't know if you've ever been in the room back in the day when we used to do live events and maybe, <laughs> the, um, maybe someone from housekeeping or someone else pushing dishes through the conference room or something happens like that as the speaker we can't let that just go on and sometimes you just have to be aware of how to respond or maybe the mic system goes out or something but just be aware of how to respond that kind of teaches you to be to be ready mm -hmm. yes absolutely absolutely and i think you know just to touch on that for a minute one of the things about table topics that is really interesting is even though they ask you a question about a particular subject like uh tell me about your most recent experience with this Mm -hmm. uh, you could talk about anything you want. I mean, yeah, you exactly. have the full one minute to transition and talk about, <laughs> um, 
you know, your latest ski trip to Aspen or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like you said, you got to be quick on your feet and, uh, and think things through and be able to articulate it in a way that really kind of resonates with the audience. So thank you very much exactly. for that. Yeah, exactly. You just have to connect the rivers. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. So whatever the topic is, connect the rivers so it makes the point. That's right. Take your audience with you. There you go. Beautiful. Back <laughs> to you, Gideon. Whether it's the Colombia, whether it's the Mississippi, whether it's the Amazon, whether it's the Congo, whether it's the Nile, I bet you they all flow into one ocean or the other. And that ocean is what makes our world get around because can you imagine life without water? But now let's not divert too much. Uh, let's go back to Warren. If there is one thing, I know we reference the podcast on one thing, we reference, uh, we reference a book on one thing. If, if there's one thing you want to give to our listeners uh, to continue to grow in terms of their routines, in terms of their achievements, in terms of the, 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 their success plan, what is that one thing that you could share with our listeners before we wrap this up? So uh, John touched on it in reference to the mindset. Okay. So I think mindset is really, it's really key yeah. because it's going to help drive your results towards what you want to accomplish. And we know going through COVID, the, the around um, mindset has been really important to making sure that you have control to be able to manage your, yeah. your mindset because we have a choice. So yes, I've yes. actually developed a, uh, a free gift that I love to give to your listeners, which is we'll called the Mindset we'll be delighted. Toolkit. Mm -hmm. So if you go to my the website, which is Warren Wandling, so I, I can spell that. So it's Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N-W-A-N-D-L-I-N-G.com slash Mindset Toolkit. And there you'll get a free download, great strategies around developing your mindset, helping you to set that routine. We talked about habits, routine, gives you specific strategies, easy that you can implement starting today. Or if you want to take today off, you can do it tomorrow. But something <laughs> you can, that you can start right away using. Thank you so much, Warren. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We, we, we learned about you personally, we learned about you professionally, and now you've given us a gift, uh, which I think I have to start working on it today, not tomorrow, because if my mindset is right, I'm pretty sure that my ramp up to success would be a, a very smooth one. I don't want to, you don't want to be on the ramp and uh, you, you're not powering up because mm -hmm. the, the other cars from behind are going to run you over. So it's very, it's very, very important. Thank you so much for your time and for this beautiful gift. I hope that even though we adjourn, we're sure that we can always pick your brain on other channels through the back channel so that we can all keep growing and we keep supporting one another. And above all, supporting our listeners who are beginning to trust us or trusting us on this process, on this journey, on this process. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. Really enjoyed the conversation. Gideon, John, and, and Steve, enjoy the conversation. And I think it's, it's so important to be able to collaborate and to connect, to share what you already know so others... The, can come along on that same journey as well so thank you thank you gentlemen we are right on the top of the hour and uh we would adjourn but we'll reconnect offline and through the back channels let's keep communicating and let's keep serving those we meet so they can ramp up to success thank you so much gentlemen all right thank can you I ask, can i thank ask you. one last question before we wrap up yeah, we might have absolutely. to edit this but uh 
One of our final questions for you, Warren, is do you have a favorite quote that we forgot to ask you? Uh, is there a favorite quote that you have that you kind of live by or that uh, you um, maybe have handy and, and something that you think on, about on a regular basis or contemplate? Do you have a favorite quote? A favorite quote? I love um, Jim Rohn. So that was, I don't think we brought Jim Rohn up in the conversation today, but Jim Rohn was another one of the, yeah, those great. greats. And he says that it's easy to, and it's easy not to. So it's easy to be able to follow the mindset toolkit that I gave you, but it's easy not to. And the other quote is, you can't have someone else do your own push-ups for you. Like you have to do the work. So those Fantastic. are two quotes that, that's, that, um, that I think can, Easy, you know, I love that quote because that just puts it back in the choice of where you should focus and the excuses. <laughs> I like it. That's right. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up at the end and I, I'd forgotten about it during my no, section. That's, it's, it's okay. We, we like to put yeah. that at the, like in the, the end credits, the, yeah. oh, the sure. quote. So we like to have something yeah. that, you know, is, is uh, you know, something that you as the guests are, sure. are sort of in, in touch with rather than something we choose. Yeah. And if you guys want to connect on another Zoom and talk more podcasting or anything else, love to love to connect and do that. Dude, we're taking you up on that. I want to pick your brain on HubSpot too. So we got all kinds of stuff to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that separately. Let's go ahead and wrap up for the viewers and uh, we'll, we'll see them all next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you.